Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, creativity, and life in a northern town. Feel free to leave comments on the show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com and let's keep the conversation going online. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. March is here. I'm so excited. Spring is right around the corner. We've had a big warm-up. It's melted a lot of our snow. The good news is, is I live in a very sandy area of the state, and so we don't get flooding. However, I do know because of the fast warm-up, the tons of rain and snow other places have gotten our state, flooding has been a big issue, and I do really hope that we don't run into spring flooding as we have in years past in lower Michigan. So spring has been making me think of fairy gardens and I continue to plan my fairy garden tube quilt that I did a Facebook live on and a fabric pull, but I still haven't got a pattern going. It's going to probably take me a few months to think about this particular quilt. It's going to wind up being a mini or, um, you know, maybe three feet wide, kind of more of a, a fairy garden that can be hung on the wall. It's not really going meant to be a bed quilt. I've been enjoying the time that I've had to work on things that are my own creative things. Um, February was a, I'm doing a knit swatch a month and I did a basket weave. And I'm still looking for a swatch that I want to use my beautiful wool cream yarn for. I have a couple different skeins of different types of cream that I want to just make swatches and put in embroidery hoops and then put a collection of about 12 in a mini gallery in my house. Then I also want to have a place to put up mini quilts. So every month, I've been making a mini quilt. Last month, I did my little paper piece stars with the cherry wood scraps I had left. And I'm thinking that next month, the little mini that I'll be working on is probably going to be a New York beauty. Um, that's something that I've really been wanting to make is a New York beauty. And one month, I'm going to do a feathered star. And that's about as far as I've gotten on my monthly minis. It'd be so much fun to have a collection of minis. I've been working on a couple of other quilts that will be um, released to the public in the future. I don't know. You know, I hate the word secret sewing and my sewing and things like that, but it really is something I, I'm just excited to have two quilts that I'm working on that will be published in the future in magazine and um, it's Make Modern Magazine, so that's thrilling to me. I have to quilt them, and then what the exciting part is, is I want to get them done early because the photographing I, I need to do photos for are going to be best done in summer or early fall. Um, so my current deadlines are for late fall and winter. And that's a really a terrible time to try to get pictures. So I want to do that. Besides, um, it's an Australian magazine and it's going to be summer by the time these quilts are released. So I thought, yeah, that'd be great. I'll get them out 
and photograph them outside in my summer. Well, I really have been working on quilting some of the quilts in my stack of things that I have pieced tops and languished in getting them finished. I've purchased some fabric for backing. I've been raiding the clearance racks at some of my quilt shops in the area, as well as purchasing batting as I go. On some of the smaller quilts, I have enough I think larger cutoff pieces for Franken batting. And I'm really excited because I was up to 10 or 11. Now I'm getting down into the single digits. Um, making the minis, um, yeah, they're little, but they won't take but a minute to quilt. They are really going to be for my own personal creativity and practicing different stitches on the minis. See, there is a method to why I'm making them. Um... So I'm really feeling good that I'm catching up on that. I'm wrapping up a beginning quilting class that I've been doing at Delphine's Quilt Shop, which is my local quilt shop here in Gaylord, Michigan. And I'm really excited because we're getting one more week on the beginner class and we'll be finished with the little mini sampler that we're doing. It's about 45 by 45. And the students have done a wonderful, wonderful job I just really, really enjoyed teaching and um, I've learned a lot about how to make it better for the next time I do a beginning class, which will probably be in the fall or winter of next year. And I also got some tips from the quilt shop owner on how to improve, number one, how I do a binding of a quilt today, but also how to teach it. She is such a phenomenal teacher and um I really, really appreciate all of the resources we have locally. I am also teaching an improv class on next Saturday, and I'm really excited about it, and we have a, a pretty full class, and I'm thinking it's going to be a totally different experience than the beginning quilters class because that was very structured. I have a structured day planned. We have a one, it's a one-time afternoon class and I have ideas on how to do three or maybe four types of improvisationally pieced small blocks so that people can go home and work on making their own improv quilt. It's really fun. So I've been brushing up on how to do some of those improvisationally pieced shapes and they also happen to correspond with some of the shapes that I did in my Fairy Garden 1 quilt, which is improv trees, mushrooms, and um, a little fairy house. Um, but that's not going to be in the class. It's going to be the trees and mushrooms. And I'm hoping to do a crumb block and if we have time to show um, the beginnings of a wonky log cabin. Then I'm hoping to do an improv 2 class this summer. Um, with just more curves, but we'll see how this improv one goes. Um, I don't know that any of the people coming are quilters at all, so that will kind of determine where it goes. The improv two will definitely need to be some of experience, and then I don't know, I'll think of doing another class in the fall. Keep hearing people want to learn how to do paper piecing, and that's kind of something that I really like to do, so that may be. Definitely something I could do on my agenda. Teaching has really sparked uh, 
different part of my creativity in my brain because then I have to think about how to present it. I get to do revisit some old favorites that I totally enjoyed doing. And I really, really enjoyed that moment when a student looked at me and said, I really hated this triangle thing that we were starting at the beginning because I thought it was so hard. But at the end, it was my favorite block. I didn't think I could do it, but I did. And that is so rewarding that someone else found the joy that I have found in quilting. And I think a couple of my students have been bitten by the bug, which I totally love to have people find quilting as a great way to relieve stress and to be creative. You can have simple things that are what I call brain candy, where the patterns are simple and easy and straightforward. Or you can get into the more complicated and hard ones if you want. That's what's so fun about quilting. There's really something for everybody. I really, really wanted to ponder that, you know, while I'm kind of during this time of doing what I want to do and savoring those moments and thinking. I think a lot about quilting. I think a lot about what I want to do next. And I've decided, you know, it's not a race in 2018. This is not a race this year to jam out as many as I can. It's a year of slow designing, slow stitching, not hand quilting by slow, but slow meaning do a little bit at a time. I really have tried to do chain piecing and speed sewing and mass cutting. And I tried it again this week and I wrecked um, 10 or 12 inches of fabric. I'll reuse those pieces, but it just, it's, this reinforces to me why one stitch, one block, one row at a time works for me. I cut out one block at a time and then I usually walk away from it. Sometimes um, that's all the time I have is 10 or 15 minutes to cut the block out. Then I go back, it's all set up and I sew it. Um, it works for me. I put it on a design wall. Once I get my rows and everything all set up, then I will assemble the rows and the rows to the quilt. But speed is not I something I enjoy. I don't enjoy pushing and getting stressed out about it or ramming and jamming a top through a machine to have it quickly done. It, it just ruins the joy for me. So if you're like me and... It's okay to take time and it's okay to do things in your way. It's all right to do things. Maybe that's a little unorthodox. In fact, a couple of my students were horrified at some of the patterns that they picked up along the way. And it didn't teach, it didn't, um, that's not where it, it was a whole quilt cut out, you know, cut out so many 50 of a certain square and, you know, and then assemble the block. And I told them that didn't work for me. And that's why patterns, you can find authors who, and pattern makers who do one block at a time. And that seems to resonate with most people that they're able to do that and not feel overwhelmed. So, and, you know, especially when you're first starting out chain piecing and webbing a 
black can be very confusing. And I just don't like doing it that way either. And I'm finding more people are like me. Are you a fast chain piecer? Do you like to do it more like me, real slow and methodical and creative? I can make creative changes on the fly because I've only cut one black out. If I don't like it or it doesn't work or I want to substitute something else, I don't have a lot invested in it. That's why I sew and quilt one block at a time. And I'm telling you, my long arm quilting is really getting to that point too. If I'm doing a really detailed, more custom block, I may only be able to do one zone or one block and take a break. If it's more of an edge-to-edge overall, um, it's, Angela Walters calls them free motion meanders. Um, that's just a repeated textured type of, of free motion stitch or an improv stitch, that's what um, I do one row. And then I stop and walk away from it because I really need that time to get my brain woke up into what I'm doing because sometimes you can lull yourself into um, not paying attention to what you're doing and make mistakes. So that's um, really how I approach quilting and I'm finding that, you know, I'm, I thought I was an oddball in that way because everyone told me that that wasn't how it was supposed to be done, I suppose, when I was younger. And then here we are in 2018, and now I'm not even following a pattern anymore. <laughs> I'm doing improv. I never, ever, ever thought I would be a person who would be interested in doing improvisationally pieced patterns. And I've even had a couple of ideas about playing around with some more art quilting styles later on this year. Never thought I would ever be a person who would do that. I was the person that when I first was drawn to quilts, it was all about the stars. And I still love stars. In fact, I think most people are drawn to stars when we are new or quilting admirers before we become a quilter. Stars seems to be that stars and baby quilts are kind of the um, connecting thing, <laughs> gateway drug, so, so to speak, of, of wanting to learn how to quilt. Yeah, one of the things that I also really would like to do is I've never been able to do a um, diamond-based star, like a Texas Lone Star is what my grandmother used to call them, you know, the one huge star that's made out of diamonds. It, they were all hand-pieced, and I don't know that I can do that, but I know there are strip-piecing ways to assemble and sew that and I might explore that as one of my minis for this year because I love stars so much I might even do you know it'd be fun to do one of them in like red and green for Christmas or um, kind of make these holiday themed minis as I'm practicing um, different techniques and, and different free motion quilting So let's talk about QuiltCon. I didn't make it to QuiltCon this year. And I was kind of bummed and sad about it when QuiltCon rolled around because 
I knew everyone was at the party. Um, I had been a member of the Modern Quilt Guild off and on for a couple of years. I, I let it go for a couple months just because I forgot to renew it. And then, oh, time went by. But I'm very excited because the I'm an individual member and they're looking at ways to try to improve the engagement of individual members in the online community. So I'm pretty excited about that. But I know QuiltCon is the face-to-face -face gathering of some of my best quilty friends, and I missed them. Um, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. It just doesn't work. February is an absolutely terrible month for people in the northern lower Michigan to be traveling, or if you live in the Upper Peninsula. Generally, we are in full winter. Um, a year ago or so, we had 60 inches of snow in February. Thank goodness it's more spring-like this year. But traveling can be rough. I know there's been a lot of ice this year. It would have Pasadena, California is very far away, and it just wouldn't work. However, next year, QuiltCon is in Nashville, and I am planning to go. I'm squirreling away every penny I have to be able to go, even if it's just for one day. I'm thinking my husband might drive and we'll take a long weekend and go. It's usually right around our anniversary time. He can take the day, and while I'm at QuiltCon, he can go do um, things that have been interesting to him that maybe when we've been in Nashville before, Nashville before that um, he hasn't been able to do. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I just want to go network with people, meet people who I've only talked to online, namely um, Holly Ann and Kristen. And, um, you know, I want to go. This year, um, my contribution to being part of QuiltCon was the Michael Miller Fabrics company they did charity donation quilts quilts for cure received seven total of seven quilts that lots of different quilters made um i've talked about this before um they took the fabric to the show or somehow people signed up they got the fabrics they made blocks they mailed them back i got blocks for two of them and some of the other friends of quilt for cure assembled the tops we quilted them finished them mailed them back to Michael Miller, and then they made the trip to QuiltCon. Oh my gosh, the booth was phenomenal, just gorgeous, and all of the quilts were there, and together it was such a visual punch. Oh man, I just was so happy with how it turned out, and I was very, very pleased to know that these quilts are going to children who are fighting cancer. And QuiltCon, I've been overdosing on all of the social feeds of people showing the quilts they had get in the show, um, lives of people walking through the show. It's so unique for QuiltCon that it's so much put out there on social media. And I just love it. I've been so inspired by all of the quilts I saw. The Best in Show was something I didn't quite see the detail at first and I thought wow that's an amazingly beautiful quilt but then I had the opportunity to watch a live on Instagram of the woman who made the quilt and she had a picture of her with her baby how adorable and she told 
the tiny details that were put in that you didn't pick up on camera. But when they zoomed in and I saw those tiny little skinny strips that she made and mitered and all the quilting, I'm like, that not only is a really beautiful and amazing quilt, it's a phenomenal quilt. The other categories they had were so cool. There was um, modern traditionalism, I think. That one is very intriguing to me. Use of negative space improvisationally pieced quilt of which I've been talking about this whole podcast and a couple of other categories small quilts larger quilts things like that I'm really excited because all of the talking about quilt con and all of the different pictures and and talks and lives I've been very very inspired and I have idea in the works of a quilt that'll be way it'll be mostly improvisationally pieced and I'll have to come up with a good quilting plan and um, I'm just so excited I'm going to start gathering up my fabrics I want to finish going through the fabrics I have to see if where I can jump off on creating this quilt I think I want to try to make it at least three feet by three feet um maybe bigger. We'll see how much fabric I have and what I need to buy. So quilt con is something I am definitely wanting to try to go to next year. And I'll be honest, I have applied every year that quilt con has been um, doing their show and I've never got a quilt in the show. And I really, really want to someday. And so I just have to keep getting better and testing ideas and working on creating quilts that I like to make. And what's interesting is quilts that I've um, got into shows, I've had a, you know, a couple over the years, they were not intended from the get-go to get into a show. And I felt relaxed and I did my very best work. And I think that might be my hurdle for, to get over for QuiltCon is like, I have an idea and I would like it to get in the show, but really I need to make it from the mindset of I want to make it because it's something I want to do, not trying to produce something to get into the show. Does that make sense? Um, I think the same thing is true for, you know, trying to get into a magazine or printing a pattern. I mean, I have to make things coming from the perspective that it if no one else ever liked it or wanted to see it or get a pattern, etc., that it wouldn't matter. I would make it anyway. I would quilt it this way anyway. And that's what I'm really, really, really going to work on, trying not to make something that I think that the show might want. Because then you make a really terrible quilt at least I make a terrible quilt when I do it that way I need to work on yes I would like to try to make it work to apply to be in the show because you have to apply and be juried in and all I want is just one day to have one hang there in a show really I just would like to do that um otherwise um I don't plan on trying to get a quilt in another show unless out of the blue one comes out of all the practice pieces that I'm doing. And um, AQS has a show in Grand Rapids, but I, that deadline is in March, and I have nothing in the works for that for this year. So anyway, quote con. 
I really, really want to go and just dreamy when I look at the quilts and dreamy of all of the different stitching. And I'm thrilled, so thrilled to see lots of free motion quilting and some straight lines, but not the whole um, straight line. I don't know if you want to say fad, but it seemed like that was all anyone did for quite some time. So what are your dreams for this year? I've already accomplished one or two, and here it's already February going in, well, it's March. By the time this posts, it'll be March. That's something I want to take the time between now and the next mad rush of customer quilts that will come in for my long-arming business and think about the dreaming of what I'd like to do, um, how what I would like to create, and where I'd like to go. I'm hoping in the next couple of years we can do some more traveling. Um, I really like to go to Ireland. That's a dream. I'd really like to do that. I'd really like to take a cruise in Alaska someday. Yeah, that'd be fun too. I need to retire from my day job so I have time for all this. Oh, wait. I need the day job to pay for all that, correct? <laughs> are you with me on that? So what are your dreams? What kinds of things are you thinking about making? I'd love to hear about it. And if you have any great idea for a class for a local quilt shop, um, let me know because people don't normally go into the quilt shop and say, hey, I'd like to have this kind of class. So I'm trying to think of a good one and I might teach one of the quilts that I've made. So I was, oh, see, I came up with an idea while I was talking with you. So everybody have a fabulous beginning of March. Um, my next podcast, I'm going to post right around St. Patrick's Day, I think. And until we chat again, feel free to leave a comment on the show notes, which can be found at my creative corner three. I really enjoy hearing from people and hearing your comments and answers to some of the questions that we've chatted about today. I'm also drinking my tea and enjoying a new podcast by Kristen Esser called Simply Handmade Every Day. She has a delightful voice and a wonderful podcast. You should go check it out. And I'm drinking my tea right now, and I'm going to be thinking about all the things that we should chat about the next time we talk, please leave a comment. Please feel free to give me a review on iTunes or Stitcher. It helps people find me. And also, I do have a patron page and the ability to um, have PayPal one-time gifts to help support the show. And if you feel so led, I would be very grateful I thank everyone for all of their comments and support. Quilt on, everyone.